Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda and Morgan. We have helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally our jam. Here you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That is pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about issues that may arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. We are so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Hey, Pelvic Posse. This episode is sponsored by the Spark It Up in the Bedroom Challenge. If you are dealing with pain with intercourse, yes, that's a thing. I can tell you that's a thing because I dealt with that in my early 20s. Then this five-day challenge is for you. Over the course of the five days, you will learn all the things to improve pain with intercourse. So you can go from Netflix and with your partner to Netflix and chill. Speaking of partner, bring them along and they can watch the Zoom calls with you and learn all the things. Now let's get back to today's episode. Hi guys, it's Morgan and Amanda, and we're getting together to give you a little bit of a rundown as far as what we are learning, doing, and teaching both in our lives in the clinic and outside with our families and friends and just day-to-day kinds of things. So one of the newest things that I think Morgan and I have brought to the clinic here at Empower Your Pelvis was we did a course back in February, I believe, Yes. for dry needling. Um, If you don't know what dry needling is, they are little tiny needles. One can fit one of them or 15 of them can fit into one vaccine type needle. They're very tiny, about like the same size of ones that you get for acupuncture. Dry needling is different than acupuncture because it's going along more of the muscle and nervous system, trigger point areas versus um, energy meridians. Right. Absolutely. So instead of, you know, following this line for your liver down your body, if you are having hip issues, we're going to be needling your glutes and your thighs and all that kind of stuff. So it's a tiny little needle. I have absolutely loved it with our pelvic floor patients. Um, I love lining up the area in the back and which area supports that glute and really seeing them decrease their pain or improve in their functional motion. It's been quite amazing. It really has. And so, and it helps us, it saves our hands because we're so used to doing so much manual on our patients. Um, You know, we see a lot of people here that are in pain, whether they're pregnant postpartum or, you know, postmenopausal, wherever they're at in their lifespan. And for us to have these needles, it has saved my little thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not uncomfortable. I no, always show no. people when you're pulling them out, rarely, rarely do you ever have blood coming out. Right. And it's always shocking. People are like, oh my God, are you serious? I don't have anything. Yeah. No, yeah. nothing. Um, and they're, yeah, people don't even know when they go in. It's been really fantastic. Even lining up what, um, which nerves supply the pelvic floor for our pelvic pain patients, and then to follow up the dry needling with a pelvic floor exam and to realize that high tone has really lessened for them. They can tell it, um, you know, the big change in it or even for the rest of the week before we see them at their next appointment. And these needles don't go inside the vaginal canal. That's no. something that when we talk to people about it, they're like, uh, no, I think you're going to hold up. Yeah. Where? <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 no. This is all external. But still, I mean, needles can be freaky and I don't blame anybody. But a lot of times I just say, close your eyes <laughs> and then we can get through it. But I have hardly had anybody over this time period that we've learned it say like, you know what? I don't want to do that again. Most people are leery at first and then they're like, oh, wow. They yeah, want more. They want more. And then it's like 
truly not, it sounds weird, but almost like an addiction. Like I, I felt so good. We got to do it again next week. Or, you know, I want to make sure that I can meet that next goal, but I can't because of my pain, you know, whatever, whatever. Patients are getting better faster. Yeah. It's a great reset to the nervous system and to the body. And then we can go through motions in the clinic and they can practice those functional motions at home. I mean, it's, it's a win-win situation. Absolutely. And it's, it's so fun because I'm sure so many of you can connect with us when we say being in a profession is awesome, but you can get kind of stale sometimes and you need something to give you a little bit fire under your butt. And that did that for us this year. And I feel like I'm always looking for something new to introduce to my skills in the clinic. Just like if I were a teacher, like getting a different kind of, you know, way to teach geometry. I mean, I don't really know, but doing that, it makes you, it makes you fired up and it, you and patients see that too. And so it's kind of cool to have, you know, this, this new tool that we can use that really is making a big difference in our patients in the clinic and word travels fast. Cause people are like, I heard you did dry needling. I'm coming in to see you and all that kind of stuff. All right. Something that we're doing, Morgan, anything, have you been anywhere or done anything on the weekends or learning? learning anything? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I'm doing right now is we just got a Peloton and I love it. I never, I actually used to do sprint triathlons, not full triathlons, but I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I did. And I, um, I was out with you on the course. Yeah. (laughs) I, royally sucked at the biking though. And I always was so mad about it because I'm like, I'm doing great in my running and my swimming. I I even had someone teach me swimming lessons because I thought that was my poorest part, but it really wasn't. It was my biking. So I thought, you know what? I, I I'm not going to be a cycler. That's just not my thing. I'm going to do half marathons, which I did some of those. And I didn't really love those either. But so we got a Peloton and I was, I wasn't sure was, is this something I'm going to really use? And I I'm obsessed with it. The trainers are so fun. They, it it gives you a mindless workout. You know, the last thing I want to think about is what, what is my workout going to be today? How do I program this? I literally get on the bike. Don't have to think about it. The music is amazing. And I feel like I'm best friends with these trainers. And we are not sponsored by Peloton. (laughs) It sounds like a Peloton commercial. They could, if they wanted to sponsor me, I guess. (laughs) I mean, I wear their shirts and stuff. But no, that's that's probably my newest thing right now. And I'm I'm surprised my husband's even into it, which he is not a cardio guy. He just lifts. And it's hilarious to hear him down there, like <laughs> pumping himself up to get on this bike. And it's become this whole family affair. I even got my dad on it, which is, oh, yeah. That's awesome. So that's currently what probably my newest thing that I'm doing. What about you? Um, so I had COVID back in December of 2020. And prior to that, I had started to notice some health things with myself, uh, like hair falling out, lower abdominal pain, um, got diagnosed with PCOS in October 2020. But when COVID hit in December, it really kind of exasperated health things that I was dealing with. I was losing a ton of hair, mm. um, putting on weight, couldn't figure out how to get it off, dealing with gut issues, which looking back had been quite a while. But finally, um, May of this year, starting diving, diving deeper into my health and realizing, you know, everything comes from the gut. And we say that to our patients all the time of how much the gut is related into the pelvic floor. So I thought, you know, I need to take care of myself before I can take care of my patients completely. And maybe I can learn something that can help them. So we've been, um, I did a stool test. Um, I think I did this after you had done it. It kind of mustered up the courage for me where you poop in this little 
canister thing. It's uh, quite the experience. <laughs> little hammock that sits on your toilet and you scoop out your stool into little containers and you mail it off your poop. Mm-hmm. And my boys thought this was hilarious. I have a seven, five, and three-year-old and they were just dying laughing and couldn't believe that I was shipping poop. Um, and then you, <laughs> when do you say it like that, that. It sounds ridiculous. Shipped my poop. <laughs> um, and then you have a blood test that follows up with that, but it really goes into like what gut sensitivities you're having. So I found out I was sensitive or had issues with gluten and dairy, like those big inflammatory foods, but then also eggs, which I was ingesting every day, coffee. I was drinking four cups a day, minimum. Um, (laughs) I hate to admit that. And then uh, a few other foods that I just needed to really get out of my body. Uh, And that was just the beginning. And then we followed it up with a Dutch protocol, which goes over hormones. So it's a saliva and urine test, really looking at um, your cortisol throughout the day. And my cortisol on the test is really low, which means it doesn't it doesn't drop off like it's supposed to. So I'm in constant like fight or flight throughout the day, which makes sense. You know, I work all day and then I'm a mom right when I get home. So my body's constantly going and then I sleep, I wake up, I do it all over again. Never shut down. Never stopping, never giving it a break. So really trying to restructure my life right now on glute or glute health, gut health, um, which knocking out all these different food sensitivities. And we just got back from vacation, much easier to do on a vacation than I anticipated. And um, yeah, hopefully, oh, and a hair test. We did that too. We cut out hair to look at minerals um, in the body. And so hopefully we'll retest here in a couple months and see that things are improving and we'll re-add foods back in and yeah, hopefully we'll just continue to feel better. I mean, that's amazing. And we do talk about this with our patients all the time, but now that you're living it and learning it, it's so different. I'm sure the the process makes you think so much more deeply into what patients are going through or what they're struggling with. And for you to see all these changes and it it working, I mean, it's It's, huge. It's incredible. I've definitely passed on, you know, things that I've learned or even just what to eat for breakfast is another option instead of eggs and toast or cereal or oatmeal, because those are really blood sugar, um, blood glucose disruptors that can really spike them for patients and make them feel crummy that, you know, here's a better option. Uh, I mean, you and I, you and I did a, what was it? A nutrition course for public mm-hmm. health of yeah. May in 2020. Yes. So it's almost like bringing all of that knowledge back out and then re and just living it and using living it, it and giving it to the patients, it's which really is so cool. hard. And then also for like so many times we talked to our patients and we're like, oh, if you could just get consistent with this or that. And it really is hard to do it. But to now to go through it yourself and be like, yeah, it is hard to be consistent. But once you start seeing results, it's so much more, you know, worth it, which is awesome. And I had to stop all exercise before besides walking. So it kills That's me hard. to hear like the Peloton stuff. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> I'm excited to get back to it. Yeah. Just I'm screaming in my basement, sweating my butt off. Had to use two towels this morning because it was such a good workout. Meanwhile, yeah. I mean, is that on a walk with nature, <laughs> watching the sun come up very uh, peaceful and serene. Yes. No, but the, I, I mean, it's, it's definitely a spectrum and your body needs different things at different times of your life. And it, it's, you have to find what works for you for sure. So definitely. What are you teaching right now, Amanda? Great question. Um, we really have started to move online with our products or counseling, not counseling, virtually uh, coaching. coaching patients. And so we I'm actually getting ready to launch our C- C-section challenge. It's called Flatten the Shelf or AKA Lose the Pooch for our C-section moms. Um, we'll do a challenge next week, five days. And I freaking love it. Uh, there's a section where the gals can become VIP members. So they get Voxer chatting with me for the week 
and I'm answering questions 24 seven. And then, you know, if they want to continue on with some coaching of really targeting how to reconnect the pelvic floor and core and doing exercises, because the questions are always, what can I do? What can't I do? These are really great options for them. And it's all virtual. And I freaking love it because we have people from all different time zones in there. And that community of knowing, you know, I'm not the only C-section mom going through this. And so many like time zones, but countries. Yes. So much fun. Which so is fun. crazy to be able to reach people. I mean, in different parts of the world and like to say, bringing in this like commonality between them. I mean, it's huge and yeah. it's really needed and amazing that we have the resources now to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. I feel like the virtual world for all businesses have just changed the game. And it's so cool as a PT because, I mean, you and I going through school, no way, Jose, was that going to be a a part of our career one day? And to see it be such a big part is something I never would have thought of. What about you? So, yeah, we I would say teaching. One of my biggest passions within pelvic health is my patients and my clients who are currently pregnant. And I feel like this is a population that is really overlooked within the PT community. And so I am doing similar challenges, but focusing more on the bump. So anyone who's pregnant and going through this all virtually with them and having some the same kind of protocol as far as if you just wanted to be a part of the virtual Zoom calls where you can watch them live, you can watch them recorded, or those VIPers that are getting more access to me personally throughout that whole week of the challenge and then are also offering coaching to them one-on-one following the challenges for X amount of weeks. And I think being able to reach these people um, who are pregnant is amazing because they have so many questions constantly because their body is changing (laughs) constantly. And for those of them that are, you know, going through their first pregnancy, even more so. So it's been really fun to see that population um, change throughout. And I think there's this huge, you know, misconception with pregnancy that, oh, I have pain. It's just because I'm pregnant. Oh, this is just going to happen because I'm pregnant. And I literally had someone coming. This was not a virtual person, but a patient who was pregnant came in crying the other week. And I was like, oh no, this is not good. And she was like, these are happy tears because all the time, this is my third pregnancy. I've had pain. Everyone's told me this is what's going to happen. And she's like, I don't have pain. And I'm in my third trimester. She's like, why have I let myself listen to all of that? knowing now knowing that I could have done something about it, but you don't know what you don't know. So it's fun to, I feel like kind of peel back the layers on those um, patients and really go after their symptoms. So, yeah, I think really seeing the community aspect with these challenges has been a huge eye opener for all of us and realizing it's almost like when we used to do things in person. Yes. It's been really great to, you know, put everybody together in a group and people are learning from each other and realizing they're not the only one or like, oh, you're having pain down there too. Like I'm not the only one with varicosities while I'm pregnant. It's right. amazing. Absolutely. Um, because you feel there are some things where you just feel so alone and these groups have really, you know, brought in that and made people realize they're not, they're not alone. Absolutely. And for people who wouldn't be able to do these things in person because of their schedules. And now there's so much, the accessibility has changed for everybody. So it's so cool to create communities that are, you know, people can actually be a part of and not feel like they're missing things constantly because you can have it on your phone, (laughs) which is so cool. Very cool. Well, thank you guys for joining today. And if you have any questions on any of these, please let us know. Send us an email or a direct message on Instagram. And yeah, stay tuned for the next show. Thank you guys. Bye. Hey, Pelvic Posse. We want to thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can we ask you a couple of favors, please? 
Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you will continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review? Tell them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health. And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version to this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all of our visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to watch. Thanks so much again and make sure to give your pelvis some love. Until next time, peace peace out, out pelvic posse.